0: Sun is dropping a little bit lower in the sky here at the end of a glorious day at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. We've had lots of practice, but now it gets serious. It is time for qualifying for the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge, all part of the Continental Tire Monterey Grand Prix powered by Mazda. We'll be right back. Three, three, two, three, two, one.
2: The Continental Sports Car Challenge on IMSA Radio.
0: Hi everybody and welcome once again. Greg Creamer joined by Jeremy Shaw, Shea Adam down in Pit Lane. It is time for qualifying for round three of the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. As always, split into two different groups. The ST, the Street Tuner cars, will go out for a 15-minute session. Then we'll have a 15-minute break. And then the Grand Sport cars will go out and lay in their qualifying times. All in prep for tomorrow afternoon's two-hour and 30-minute race, as I said, round three of the continental tire sports car challenge set to begin at one o'clock pacific standard time here on the west coast and again just a glorious day we've had interesting comments about track conditions as always happens here that changes just from hour to hour and also as uh, as literally how the wind blows and at this stage of the day we've had lots of activity on the track but it's been a little bit the last session completing a while ago i've seen some of the sweepers out and i think we are in for a great qualifying session, as I said, a little bit cooler here than it has been the previous couple of days. A little bit cooler now than it has been earlier today, and we're looking forward to this session. It's going to take a bit, I think, to get to the track records that have been set here since 2012, uh, where when the two track records were set. So it should be pretty interesting here to see just what happens and how we get down to it. But what we are in for, for sure, is a amazing session. The times in the practice sessions, even though the second session in the afternoon heat of the day was a little bit slower than this morning's first practice, the times were still very compressed across both classes. And you look at What's going to be the favorite here? Well, certainly in the street tuner category, if you go by what we've seen over the last four years here, it's been the Mazdas, those very quick MX-5s that have won the previous four races here. They've also had poles. That car would be the one you would think would be the car that would be up top early. However. Their concern from the Mazda teams, they say, the Porsche Cayman that's now allowed in the ST category has had a lot of development after a year of running last year, two races already, and we've seen the speed of those Caymans uh, at uh, the opening two rounds at Daytona, specifically at Sebring as well, and uh, looking forward to seeing how that all plays out. But this track, it is a momentum track extraordinaire, and that is the uh, the purview of the Mazdas. So as the cars are now on track as we get ready to go for 15 minutes of qualifying, we are looking forward to this one. And as I said, there will be a short gap, and then we will have – the cars out from the Grand Sport category. Heavier, but much more powerful, and thus uh, a totally different approach to how you get around this track in a serious hurry here. The fastest time turned today in the ST category, there was a 1 minute 39.826 best time from practice 2, and that ended up being the quickest time. The morning time was a 140.1, so the uh, ST cars by 2 tenths, a smidge, Quicker in that second practice, Jeremy.
3: Yeah, no, in actual fact, uh, this morning um, the uh, fastest time in in St was set by Justin Piscatella, one thirty nine point three. He snuck in in this morning, so she had a big margin. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, he he, he was Oops. ahead <laughs> of one or two of the GS cars. That was a very impressive lap. Uh, but uh, yeah, so he had a margin of about three quarters of a second of the rest of the field uh, in uh, in St. But yeah, the rest of them, the best of the rest, was a, a 140.1. Uh, so, uh, well, I think we're going to we we'll see some t- fast times this afternoon. That track record in St. Uh, set, um, I believe, last year by um, Elliot Skier, 139.260. That's the fastest lap I found. What have you have you got? The That's fast the lap? one that I yeah, have.
0: Okay. Yep, you're right, May 2014, correct. Yeah,
3: Elliot Skier, that was uh, one year ago. Elliot Skier moved on this year to the uh, IMSA GT3 Cup Challenge by Yokohama, driving the Porsches there, and uh, already uh, a couple of very strong run- results for him in the first few races of the season. One
0: of the building stories here is whether the super sub, Justin Piscatel not a full-time ride in the championship, invited back for a race here to step in once again and help out the Alara team. In a substitute role, whether he can get his third consecutive pole in only three races on the season based on that speed we saw in that morning practice session, I think he's certainly uh, well within the realm of making that absolutely happen. But second place in uh, that session was Spencer Pompelli in the RS1 number 17 at Porsche Kamen. And the uh, Simsek Piscatelli car, the number 34 Alara Alara racing Mazda, was only third in the afternoon session as well. So it's going to be interesting to see just how it plays out.
3: It certainly certainly is. I think it's going to be pretty tight at the front here. But certainly the Mazdas, the the little nimble little Mazdas, they've won, uh, what is it, four races here in a row. Yes in the Conti Series at uh, their home track, Mazda Raceway, Laguna Seca. And no reason, I think, to, to expect anything different this afternoon. But I'm sure there's several other people there. They think they've got something to add, come to, the, you know, to uh, show up to the party with. I would think
0: so. And, and as these teams have talked about, the Mazda teams have talked about, the issue here is just the speed that those Caymans have shown the potential for very well balanced car uh, around a lap, and uh, so we'll see just what how oh, it plays out there. But it, it just seems like those Mazdas can get so deep into the corners uh, before they have to slow down, and also able to carry such mid corner speed uh, when they get through these uh, these corners. Uh, that's a tough package to beat.
3: Yeah, it is. And yeah, you know, they're nearly 500 pounds lighter. I mean, it's a, a two liter. Uh, Four cylinder engine in the MX5, uh, and it, it gets almost three liter engine, the a, a, a horizontal six, the boxer six in the Porsche Cayman. So, you know, they are uh, very, very different motor cars. And that nimble little Mazda, it really does come into its own here at Mazda Raceway really Laguna Seca. But the Porsche Cayman's, they've been super fast for, you know, for the, the beginning and the season and the end of last year, well, most of last year as All well. Right. Uh, but they have been pegged back just a little bit this weekend, a, a slight. To change to the balance of performance just to restrict the uh, the engines just, to, just a touch. They haven't had a restrictor up until now. It's a, I believe it's a 50mm 50 millimeter, 50 millimeter, uh, restrictor on there, which is not a big change from, from having a, an open air source there for that uh, engine to breathe through. So uh, my, my well, I, well, I'm guesstimating, on told as a guesstimate, they might have lost maybe 10 horsepower or so. So not a huge amount, but certainly a significant amount.
0: Absolutely. And one thing about this track, uh, it does not have any of the super long straightaway runs that a Daytona or a Sebring offers up. Uh, so it's, it's more about getting through the corners here than it is getting down the straights. You still have to get out of turn 11 strongly, obviously, uh, because that's that longest straight and leads ultimately in race trim down into one of the key passing zones. But right, uh, here we go. Second lap, Justin Piscatel, the number 34 Alara Racing Mazda, goes to the top one minute, 40.617. And as I say that, Sarah C- uh, Catanio... Goes to the top in the 44 Honda, the I Do Borrow machine at 140.617. Steve McAleer in the number five CJ Wilson Mazda sits third, and Chad Gilsinger in the 93 Heart Racing, that's Honda America Race Team. Honda Civic sits in the fourth spot in the team car of Steve Icke, the 92, right now in fifth. So at this stage, top came in it, uh, after two laps is the 43 of Jess Siegel, the Team Salins machine.
3: Yeah, in that uh, sixth position now becomes seventh, Tim Probit. Uh, just edges ahead of him in there in the, in the uh, number 65 car that is the uh, BMW run by Marilla Racing the 328i so uh, some changes here yeah, you know, all constantly John Miller e- e- eclipses them both in fact on his third lap around he comes across line in Canberra 18 for RS1 Rensport 1 and he is now into the fifth position with 141.2 Great laps there. Two, the, the first two laps around, Sarah Catania, quickest of everybody, and I do borrow uh, Honda Civic.
0: Absolutely. A great uh, opening couple of laps. Now, we're still now down the hill. about three, four seconds off of those fast practice times. Excuse me. I was looking at the uh, Grand Sport. Uh, we're, you know, just about what? Well, Justin Piscatel just goes a 139.2, and that is a remarkable lap. Fastest lap that we've seen here today and right to the top of the chart. Stephen McClear in the number five. That is the C.J. Wilson Racing Maz at a 139.57. In well, and Sarah Catania now in the 44 jumps up into the third spot at a 140.2. But Piscatel right now has him covered by about three and a half tenths.
3: And that is a new qualifying lap record in ST 139.260 last year by Elliot Skier in the MX5. This time though, Justin Piscatel 139.218. So 42 thousandths of a second quicker for Justin Piscatel than on lap three
0: interesting isn't it for all our talk about Mazda versus Porsche right now it's Mazda Mazda then Honda <laughs> uh,
3: it was uh, it's now it's Mazda Mazda and Honda Britt Casey Jr. he kind of a th- 25 for, for Freedom Horseball <laughs> it's cool isn't it I mean it's changing all the time that's what's uh, always fun about these sessions so uh, Mazda 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 Piscitell McAleer Brick Casey Jr. Sarah Catania and Chad Gilsinger now 4th and 5th uh, and and Steve Eick in 6th place uh, in the, the 3 Hondas and then Jeff Mosing in that number 56, the best place of the Porsche Caymans for Marillo Racing.
0: With John Miller in the 18 RS1, Porsche Cayman right behind him in eighth. So, that's nice. nice. Look at that.
3: Zach Meyer, number nice 37 job. car. That's the, uh, the Mini Cooper JCW. Uh, Zach Meyer making his sports car debut this weekend, driving with Remo Rucitti, uh, who has been in this series last year, won a, uh, won a race last year, had a couple of other top two finishes as well. So a uh, fine run there by, by Zach Meyer. He's uh, raced in the Indy Lights last year uh, and raced in, in Pro Mazda before that for several years. So what a great uh, debut in the sports car ranks for Zach Meyer in car number 37.
0: Big jump, though, by Jeff Siegel in the number 43 Salins machine. He jumped up into third just that quick. He's displaced. Sarah Catanio is hooked up in that Thor Motor Coach. I do borrow Honda. The number 44 jumps back to third. Siegel slips to fourth in the Salins Porsche Cayman. And Brick Casey, who had been third until those two came through, slips to the fifth spot right now in the number 25. And just that fast, we are down now to six minutes remaining in this session. And we're right in that window now, oftentimes, where actually some of the really quick laps happen on these Continental tires that everybody runs on, obviously, in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. Uh, let's see if anybody able to, oh, look at this, Piscatel dips into the 138s, Jeremy, at a one minute 38.926, that is a great lap, McLear at a 139.33, but that 38.9 puts him there, and uh, Sarah Catanio, that 139.879, great lap for her, Siegel just to tick off that.
3: Very, very close there amongst those, those, those two and a couple behind that as well. But what a great lap by both Justin Piscatel and Stephen McAleer there. Uh, the uh, 138.9 plays against 133, 139.33 and then a half a second back to Sarah Catania in that Honda in Carnival 44.
0: Boy, Liam Piscatel, Dwyer, yeah. Wow. yeah. Liam
3: Dwyer nice there in car 26, their eighth fastest. What a fine effort by Liam
0: in the number twenty six freedom auto sport machine, and that is an absolutely spectacular lap I think we 're watching right now. That is the Alara car in the hands of justin uh, Justin Piscatel, and he said he so badly would like a full season ride in this championship, and he said. He said, my goal is to get in here and get that third pole. If there's any way I can do it, maybe that will, you know, open some people up in terms of uh, bringing me on full time. We'd like to see that. Getting a look there at that Mini you were talking about, of Zach Meyer doing such a nice job. And, again, this is a track. It's a momentum track. And uh, that Mini, this would be a track that would uh, certainly play to its strengths a little bit, but it's so early in its development stage as well.
3: It is. I mean, that car absolutely brand new at Sebring International Raceway. Uh, what uh, was a month and a half ago now, I suppose, wasn't it? In yes, uh, well, well, yeah, yeah, wasn't it wasn't in mid March. Uh, but they, they've, they've done uh, at least a day of testing since then at Putnam Park. So uh, as that got a little bit of time in the car, but really not very much at all. So being in the top 12, that's a great effort by that uh, that whole LRP team. Uh, Lewis Pericarpi has put that deal together. Lewis was a crew chief back in the champ Car days at Urdes competition. Uh, been around the sport a long time from Chile originally. It's Luis and. Uh, He's uh, doing a fine job. It's, uh, it's a good-looking team, and it's, uh, it's, you know, it's really coming together very, very nicely.
0: Absolutely. Britt Casey takes the number 25 Freedom Autosport Mazda back to third. Yeah. At a 1 minute 39.3, Catania Siegel. In the Honda and the Porsche, round out the top five. Chad Gilsinger there in six. And a good run by Jason Breedis in the number 84 Bimmerworld F30 platform. BMW 328, that's the turbo. They've been doing a lot of work on that car. They were fairly quick here last year. They were looking forward to getting back to this, this track. And then, as you said, Liam Dwyer in the eighth spot in the 26. Freedom car 92. Steve Ike in the Civic. And completing the top ten, the 56 Cayman of Jeff Mosing.
3: As you say, it was an improvement there for Brick Casey Jr. Also uh, for Stephen McAleer and count number five, uh, a 139.1. It was on the last lap. So uh, there's, uh, yeah. It it's about the same sort of lap that Justin piscatel turned on his best lap, but he'd gone quicker than that, a 138.926. That is the mark at the moment with two and a half minutes remaining.
0: Boy, and that uh, has that taken that old track record that was established last year. Uh, down by three-tenths. That uh, obviously doing the job. These conditions should be pretty good here at this stage of the day. Temperature's cooling just a little bit. Engine's liking it, Let you push the tires harder. Here now watching the 34 Alara Mazda of Justin Piscatel as he comes down. Looks like he's got clear track in front of him, Jeremy, so he may be going. Yeah, he's pushing hard at this point, see if he can better that 138.9 at this stage. One more corner.
3: To pass one car, I think earlier in the lap, but other than that, a pretty good lap. And it's the uh, number 75 Honda stays well out of his way. It uh, wasn't the Honda nowadays, it was now the RS3. But across the line there goes Justin Piscatel. Does it? Wait for the time, and it is, it is, <laughs> it is faster. 138.805 for the, uh, the pole meister, it seems, right now. Justin Piscatel, can anybody beat that?
0: McAleer doesn't think so. He's pulled into the pits yeah. in the number five. Britt Casey stays out. He needs to find a chunk. Now, half a second Britt Casey needs to find at this stage.
3: Last lap around for Britt Casey was a good bit slower, so maybe just trying to cool down those continental tires a little bit and uh, try now for one more quick lap in car number 25. But is that him up at the corkscrew, bit of traffic. There, Yeah. Is that he's, the 25 car?
0: He's backed off of it. It uh, is the 25, yeah, yes. So he's backed way off of it, let those other guys go. As we're inside our final minute of ST qualifying. And, uh, yeah, Casey just uh, saying, all right, got to wait here. But it looks as though uh, Justin hammering up the hill, up into the corkscrew, maybe looking for a little bit more. And you got to be a little careful doing this dance because you do need to start the race on these tires. Into the corkscrew, boy, these Mazdas just transition through there so quick. Carry such immense amount of speed. Now, down through turn 9, the Rainey Curve. Named after the legendary Wayne Rainey, the motorcycle racer. Now down into turn 10. Slightly banked right-hander. You can really roll th- throttle down through there. And now, does he stay out? Nope. That was it. He's into the pits. Just wanted to get some good heat in those tires. So right now, our top six. Are in the pits as we are seconds away from the checkered flag flying on st qualifying and that checkered flag should be coming out literally within just a couple of seconds here piscitell McClear, and casey the top three all mazdas jeremy
3: yes indeed they are in the top two underneath the old track record set by elliott skier one year ago but the new mark now set by justin Piscatel his seventh lap around he's uh, uh, a couple of guys farther down the order have set their best lap on, on, a, on an eighth lap, but lap seven it was for Justin Piscatel, 138.805. So three-tenths of a second, the margin over Stephen McAleer. Driving for CJ Wilson Racing is McAleer. Justin Piscatel for Alara Racing, two of the uh, mainstays from the MX5 Cup the last few years. But uh, Justin Piscitell, three in a row, impressive.
0: That is a remarkable record that he's achieved this year. And again, again not as a full-time driver he's filled in done this in different types of cars as well it hasn't all been uh the same make which makes it even more remarkable what he's been able to achieve here and uh, a big i think a big shout out goes to the 44 sarah Cataneo doing a superb job taking that uh i do borrow honda civic up into the four spot and jeff siegel the lone porsche Cayman, bit of a surprise there in the top five in the 43 Salen's entry but again Jeremy, maybe that goes back to that little bit of a tweak uh, that uh, uh, the adjustment of of performance for that car.
3: Yeah, perhaps so. Um, a, a second off the pace here, but again, you know, it's we we talked about it earlier earlier on in the day and during the practice sessions. It's kind of horses for courses in, in the ST class because we've got cars uh, very different overall capabilities and 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 uh, and. Uh, your layout of these cars with different size engines and different you know, s- shapes and sizes of cars. So this is the sort of track that is going to suit the masters, no question about that. Other tracks are going to suit different sorts of cars later on in the season, and previously, the first two races certainly were in favor, it would appear, of the Porsche Caymans.
0: Absolutely, and again, uh, the seventh spot, the number 84, the Bimmer World BMW with the turbo platform, Jason Breedis, a nice run up into the top seven, Good, good run for him there, and uh, there you see on screen, that is the Arrow Compass 360 Children's Tumor Foundation, number 75, and that, uh, the beautiful group of cars that uh, Compass 360 feels the new Audi S3, just a big step for that team, and they had a big announcement here as well that they'll also be running a number of the remaining Tudor races in a GT Daytona. Audi as well, so a big move by that team. Lots of things on the move here, Uh, but right now, ST qualifying has concluded, and Justin Piscitell gets that third consecutive poll on the season. Top three Mazdas, Honda, Porsche, Honda, BMW, Mazda, Honda, and Porsche. That is your top ten at this stage. Now, again, we've got a little bit of a pause, and then the Grand Sport cars will be coming out. And uh, in looking at how things unfolded, the first session it was the number thirteen rum bum Porsche, the Daytona winner, setting the quickest time in that session. In the second session, in the heat of the day, it was the uh, team, the team car of the winner. At Sebring, finished second, actually, the uh, Lawson bot, Matt Bell, number nine, Stevenson Motorsport, Camaro, that set the quickest time. With that, uh, the interesting thing there was that the 13 car that had been so fast in the morning was back in the fifth spot in that session. And in the morning session, you had to look way back. Well, actually, in the, uh, in fifth, you had to look for one of those Mustangs. And uh, in that second session, Jeremy, they were right there second quick.
3: Yeah. Knocking on the door very much so, and then, you know, we know that car's going to be fast, but uh, you never count out the run bum Porsche when it comes down to the races because that car is fast everywhere. Uh, two quick drivers there, uh, and uh, certainly, you know, Matt Plum, I, uh, well, the, is, he's the most successful driver, I think, isn't he, in, in Conti series racing? Uh, so we, we can expect no difference. He's won 20 races already, including one yeah. <laughs> at this season at Daytona. So, uh, you know, you never count those guys out, and uh, and you know, his brother Hugh. He's got four wins to his name as well, and 20 podium finishes. Well, you know, it's a very, very accomplished team. Joe Vardy is the team manager. He won a lot of these races back in the day when it was uh, running uh, slightly different, uh, sli- slightly different formats, but uh, but but very, very similar. He knows all there is to know and more about this this kind of car and this kind of racing.
0: Yeah, he's generally acknowledged as one of the wizards in terms of the strategy of this, isn't he? Just amazing Mm -hmm. what that team has been able to pull off. And I mean... We saw it at, uh, at, at Daytona at the opening round this year. We saw it at Lime Rock last year uh, when it was the pit stop that actually won the race. Uh, I mean, the great driving duo, of course, but it was pit work. Uh, that team just executes. And really the same can be said, you know, Mike Johnson, who's uh, the guy that, uh, that makes those calls for Stevenson, and throughout the field. It's just a great group of people, not just behind the wheel of these cars, but uh, the the strategists on top of the box and the crews doing an absolutely superb job.
3: Yeah, they are. It's uh, it's uh, it's going to be a good race, and uh, certainly in ST as well. We've, as we say, we've set the grid now in ST. GS cars will be up very very shortly. And just looking down the order again in the ST qualifying lineup, Liam Dwyer, just remarkable. The uh, uh, star sergeant, he was, wasn't he, yes. but uh, lost yeah, lost uh, much of his left leg. Uh, in uh, afghanistan there uh, to a in ied and just what he has done to come back and drive the car and to be eighth fastest in this super competitive field that's that's mighty impressive i think another guy to watch in the race uh tomorrow are going to be the the two uh honda of america racing team mm-hmm. civics number 92 car number 93 93 chad chad gilsinger qualified in the sixth position here and he will share that car tomorrow with kuno whitmer uh and uh he doesn't really need much introduction. He, uh, <laughs> apart from the LC yeah. won last year's GTLM class in the 2 uh, United Sports Car Championship for Viper. And as a thank you for that, he was given the show in the door, which I still find disgraceful. Um, but uh, anyhow, that's a different subject altogether. But th- my point is a hugely talented driver. Oh, man, and so uh, Chad yep. Gilsinger has already qualified that car in the sixth position. So that car is definitely going to be one to watch tomorrow as well.
0: Absolutely, getting back to uh, Staff Sergeant uh, Liam Dwyer, you, uh, you know losing his leg, they actually have a, a very special artificial uh, limb that attaches that actually pins to the clutch pedal that allows him to be able to operate that and uh, to see the speed he 's able to you know extract and get out of that car uh, just phenomenal and now that he 's spending a bit more time in the car, you know he did um, a partial season last year, got that amazing win at at Lime Rock. Uh, but uh, this year, with it, just actually able to spend a little bit more time in the car, you're just seeing him getting faster and faster and faster in every one of these sessions.
3: Yeah, I mean that 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 win last year at Lime Rock certainly that was down to uh, Tom Long, who drove the vast majority of that race. Uh, but uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, Liam is getting much much quicker as you know, just, just with experience and and with confidence as well. There's, there's a couple of drivers driving with. Uh, with only a a leg and a half at the moment. Uh, Brett Smurz, who drove some races in MX5 a couple of years ago, he's back in action now racing in uh, F1600. And uh, making some moves and trying to get back into the sport on a full-time basis, uh, he's remarkable. He he lost his leg from, from an accident with a trampoline, of all things, uh, eight years ago, I believe. It was this week that that, that that accident happened, but he's making a comeback this year, and he's he's making a living now. Uh, guess what? As a stunt driver, really. <laughs> yeah, oh, <and> <laughs> he, he, in many many of the movies, Brett Smurz was one of the uh, one of the stunt drivers. He he comes from a family of stunt car drivers as well. <laughs> remarkable family.
0: Sounds like an interesting way to make a living, that's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. You're seeing some of the cars queued up, ready to go out here in just a couple of minutes for GS. That's Grand Sport Qualifying. Uh, Currently coming in here, uh, it is the uh, number six team from Stevenson Motorsports, Andrew Davis and Robin Liddell, with a second at Daytona and a win at Sebring. They are atop the point order by two over Hugh and Matt Plum, uh, who got a win in a third in the opening two rounds then Lawson, loss on and Matt Bell, uh, podiums each, just haven't got the win, a third and a second at Daytona. Uh, Ashley Freiberg, Trent Hinman, in a tie with Brian Heitkotter and Nick McMillan, uh, who drive, of course, for the Doran Racing. Nismo, Nissan 370Zs, next up in a, the point order, tied for fourth. And then uh, you've got uh, Martin Barkey, Kyle Marcelli, uh, tied with Billy Johnson and Scott Maxwell, uh, the... Barky and Marcelli duo, they drive this year, it's still tough for me to get this out smoothly, the Mantell Autosport Camaro uh, that they are running and uh, then also you've got Billy Johnson, of course, Scott Maxwell and the Multimatic Mustang uh, at that point, so...
3: Yeah, so they they had the pole, they got the fastest lap at uh, Daytona in the first round, but uh, pit stop strategy cost them that race there, they had to be content with a fifth place finish. finish, ninth last time out at Sebring, so... Yeah, those two guys, uh, Scott Maxwell, Billy Johnson, they're certainly due for a run up front here.
0: Yeah, absolutely, they are. And as we're getting ready for Grand Sport qualifying, Shea has caught up with uh, one of the drivers who had uh, part and parcel of the fastest time in practice, too, Larsen Aschenbach. And Lawson, we
2: were talking earlier about how the Camaro's been reacting, and you said, well, I'm a little bit nervous about it, and then second and third in the first practice session. So things obviously going pretty okay for you so far. Can we expect more of the same out of this qualifying session? Well, I hope so. I'd like to think that. Um, I know Matt and Andrew do a great job in qualifying. They always do. And we seem to be pretty good on new tires right now. So um, I'm pretty confident that we uh, we can challenge for the pole, hopefully. Um, and for the race, I mean, we seem to have a good car as well, especially on long runs. But I do think, if, you know, once we start getting 20 to 25 laps on the tires, uh, they seem to seem to degrade a little bit more on our cars than most others because of the weight we're carrying. But either way, I mean, you still have to make it to the finish. and You still have to have good pit stops and strategy, which is something that Stevenson Motorsports guys do well. And hopefully we can get this uh, Team Chevy Camaro on the top step of the podium. Well, it's been two races so far this season and two podiums, so it has been a good run. But who's your biggest competition out there this weekend? Well, it's always our teammate, (laughs) the sixth car. Um, You know, Robin and Andrew do a great job, and uh, we've had some good battles this year so far. But uh, I expect the Rum Bum Porsche to be pretty quick, and the Nissan's as well. Um, You know, the weight is going to be a big factor. I think at this track like this, with a lot of rolling hills, elevation changes, and uh, I think on tire longevity, those cars are going to be better than most. So I'd expect some pretty big things out of those cars. No one's going to try harder than the Stevenson boys. Absolutely, you better believe it.
0: Yeah, they put everything into it, and it shows in the results. Uh, there's no question about that. You know, before we get going, a big piece of news this weekend in the Grand Sport division was the fact that C.J. Wilson Racing has made the step. They still have their car running in ST, but they made a step into Grand Sport with a Porsche 911. And... uh couple of the regulars, Mark Miller and Tyler McQuarrie, driving the number 33 Fantasy Garage machine. And they've got a bit of a promotion going. Uh, we'd like to just let you know of a great opportunity here. If you take a photo of the number 33 CJ Wilson Racing Fantasy Garage Porsche 911 car garage, crew or drivers, if you're here at the track, uh, or... See them, car, garage crew, or drivers, post it to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Use the hashtag fantasy garage selfie, and all U.S. posters will be entered in a drawing to win all the fantasy garage equipment that the team is using here this weekend. And it is some very, very trick stuff. So believe me, you'd like to do it. And. If you like, you could share or retweet the selfie, and you might just win a fantasy, some Fantasy Car Garage swag. So just something for you to uh, think about here. We also want to say a big thank you to our newest partner here in IMSA Radio, Continental Tire, for their support of the Continental Tire Pit Team. Again, this weekend, uh, uh, Shea Adam doing fantastic work for us here and looking forward to getting this Grand Sport session underway. Uh, you look at it, there were uh, 17 Grand Sport cars That took practice times in uh, both of the sessions. So that's what we expect to see out on the track. And again, with the fact that there is some pretty serious traffic at this track, track position and thus qualifying takes on a serious bit of import here. The farther up you are in your relative class means the less you need to take out of the car to work your way to the front. And yes, you know, you could, you know, Think about a yellow coming and playing some, uh, some strategy. But if you're up near the front, so long as you don't hurt the tires to start with, that just puts you in a little bit better position to play out your strategy. It opens your options up just a little bit. And so that's why this is so important and interesting uh, to hear Lawson talk about. You know, there's lots of other cars out there that are awfully good. We keep our eye on it. But uh, right now, the team that we're most worried about is the one right next door.
3: Yeah, absolutely right. And that's always the case. And you always, always want to beat your teammate, but at the same time, uh, you've got to think uh, team. You know, you've got, you've got to te- think team. Yes. And uh, yes, you want to beat him, but at the same time, uh, you want to make sure that you're both up there uh, at the front of the field. That's uh, that's the real key. That's what could help you certainly in the races. And uh, I think we've got 18 cars. One of the cars didn't run in one of the sessions this morning, or was was down at the bottom of the order. But uh, we, you just talk about C.J. Yeah. Wilson Racing. They're already second on the grid in ST, and now we see the debut. This weekend uh, in that uh, number 33 car of uh, mark mark miller uh, and tyler macquarie two very very quick drivers uh, Still getting used to that car, but can they qualify up, qualify up front? We'll have to wait and see they were down the order a little bit 15th in one session 14th in the other But uh, just so uh, only over a second or so off the pace so really not 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 far back indeed in practice session two the top Uh, top 15 cars covered by just 1.2 seconds. That's close, folks.
0: Unbelievably close. That's kind of become the hallmark of this championship. Very rare is it that you see a car go out there and and, uh, set a time that's tenths clear of uh, the rest of the field. It happens, but not very often. They really have done a great job at making sure all these cars are in that Virtually identical performance window, and uh, that's what makes this racing so exciting. And it's about to get a bit more exciting as we are green, Grand Sport Qualifying, let out by that beautiful number 13, one of the most eye-catching graphic packages you're ever going to see, the Rumbum Porsche from Louis Bacardi's Rumbum Racing Team. Uh, Joe Vardy at the helm of that, and the rest of the cars filing out right now. Again, take it there as a look at the C.J. Wilson, number 33, making its debut. Again, it's going to take a couple of laps here for the cars to uh, get those tires up to proper temp, which thus means pressures, and really start to get the grip. Unless we forget, you know, we're talking about a variety of different cars here, but it was the BMW's uh, Trent Hinman putting it on pole, and he and John Edwards bringing the win home here last year. So that's a car to certainly keep an eye on. Trent this year, of course, running with Ashley Freiberg in the 46 car. And the team car also here, the 48, in the hands of team principal Mark Bowden and Tony Kazimitz running as well boy that number nine car it came out of the pits and it was well back in the queue and Jeremy by the time they exit turn five here it's passed everybody and gone to the front they wanted clear track and uh they went after it right now and uh you know what he was absolutely right when Lawson Aschenbach talked about how good Matt Bell's been in qualifying yeah pole at Sebring and look at that plan get to the front now we'll execute
3: yeah that's right and uh they've uh they just—they make all the right strategic calls, don't they, at uh, Stevenson Motorsports. Mike Johnson, there, has been around sport a long time. Pretty useful driver he was in his day. Um, yeah, it still could be his day, actually, if he, if he <laughs> took it, put his mind to it. Uh, he's not that old, <laughs> speaking from experience. And, um, but, uh, you yeah, since, uh, know, since turning his, his attention to uh, team manager duties and, and strategist duties, yeah, top-notch.
0: Yeah, he is that, and that uh, that Stevenson crew are just delighted that uh, he's made that long-term commitment, been with his team for a while now, and it just executes incredibly well, no question. Here we go. Yeah. Number nine, Matt Bell down into the Andretti hairpin. Technically turn two here, that little bend that goes down the front straight is counted as turn one. Now up into turn three, and uh, that right-hander, carry a lot of speed through it here this next turn turn four is one that uh, you turn in a lot earlier than you'd think for it which means of course that you use every ounce of the track on track out and then it kind of folds back onto itself just a little bit it's like a never-ending corner leading up into turn five got to get a mega run out of five and make the climb up the hill and then into one of the trickiest corners that you're ever going to find turn six And uh, it's just you turn in. It's a blind turn in. There's a big compression right at the apex. Uh, It can wreak havoc with cars here. Uh, And uh, if you go off the outside of that turn, if you're lucky, you get stuck in the gravel. uh, And I do mean that. It's a tricky piece of real estate. But just part of the wonderful challenge of Mazda Raceway Laguna Sega riding on board here with the Nissan heading up the hill. The number 14 Doron entry. There you go. This is a ride through the corkscrew. Earth falls away right there. Down you go into rainy. Just hear him dancing it on the throttle yeah. through rainy curve, balancing the car beautifully.
3: Yeah, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Listening to that. Nobody could hear us hear it or not, but it was. Uh, that was fun.
0: Matt Bell to the top, a 135.7 a 135.7 seven for bell and that's the fastest lap we've seen and he does it on lap two hugh plum comes through but andrew davis comes through so it's the two stevenson cars one two but uh, a big chunk eight tenths right now and the reason for that was bell had that absolutely clear track davis couldn't get out couldn't clear some of the traffic he actually had to back off and try and get himself a gap and i think that hurt him just a little bit plum just trying to follow number nine bell McMillan, A nice run in the number 41 Doran Racing Nissan GT Academy car. Got a couple of GT Academy winners in that number 41 right now. And then Austin Sindrick in the 158 Multimatic Mustang sits in the fifth spot right now. And Mark Miller, Jeremy, has turned a great lap in that number 33. Gets demoted a spot now. But uh, good run for that C.J. Wilson racing team. Superb effort. And they're promoting Fantasy Garage.
3: Yeah, so much for that uh, extra 75 pounds and, uh, and a smaller restrictor on the uh, <laughs> Chevy Camaros because uh, all of a sudden. Uh, The best uh, lap time in GS in the two practice sessions are 36.5 set in the morning session. 35.7, almost a second quicker for Matt Bell. He's already had his uh, tenth pole in Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge competition. Got that a few weeks ago at Sebring, looking for number 11.
0: And as you heard Lawson say, we like the car on new tires. It really seems to hook up. Well, that's what they're out on right now, obviously. And he just threw one down now hugh Plum comes through at a 36-2 and that uh, trims the margin just a little bit but andrew davis comes through at a 36 flat and takes that margin down to under three tenths between himself and his teammate bell at a 35-7 a 36 flat for davis a 36-1-7 for nick mcmillan in the 41 doran car and look at the other team car the 14 of brad yeager Sits in the fifth spot right now at a 36-6. And Mark Miller rebounds after being pu- pushed back to eighth in that last lap. Uncorks a 36-8-4-2. Jumps right back into sixth.
3: Yeah, great luck there by Mark Miller. That's uh, 38-4 was their best lap. So uh, uh, more than a second and a half they found it in this qualifying session. Uh, as many of the teams, not not quite that big of a, of a jump. Austin Sindrick there into seventh place in car number 158 for Multimatic Motorsports. His teammate, Scott Maxwell, currently down in the ninth position. But yeah, great lap by Nick McMillan, a 22-year-old from Salem, Oregon, a winner of the Nissan GT Academy uh, in 2013. And his teammate this weekend, uh, making his uh, first start of the year, did a couple of races, or a few races last year for Stephen Doherty, but uh, Doherty won the GT <laughs> Academy in 2000. Uh, last year was it last year or a couple of years ago a
0: couple of years ago for doherty i believe i was just thinking here hugh plumb was following matt bell and i thought he might uh, you know every once in a while you get to that spot where you can use that car in front of you as a little bit of a carrot and maybe go after it here and i thought Hugh might be able to really throw one down and just missed by a tenth his best lap but scott maxwell yep. And the number 15 Multimatic car jumps up into the four spot at a 136, 8
3: And he just, Scott so just came past us here in turn four as well. looked a very, very smooth line around here Two carrying really good speed. As you say, the number nine car and the number 13... Uh, running pretty much nose to tail through here. Matt Bell quickest, uh, doesn't improve on that last, number 138.7 lap 2 was the quickest one for Matt Bell. Most of the other contenders turned their fast lap on lap 3 but Austin Sindrick does it on lap 4 third quickest for the youngster car number 158, Austin Sindrick, just 16 years of age from Mooresville, North Carolina up into the third place
0: that was a superb lap by Austin, pushing McMillan to fourth. Maxwell in the team Multimatic Mustang. DeSendrick now fifth, then Plum, then Brad Yeager, then Mark Miller, then Charlie Putman doing a nice yeah. job in that zero nine machine. Superb lap.
3: That's a, a late entry there. The yeah. second of the uh, automatic uh, racing Aston Martin V8 Vantages. And uh, yeah, fine lap by Charlie Putman. He will share that car with uh, Charles Espinlaw, the two Charlies. Uh, and in the top ten, fine effort ahead of Ashley Freiburg in the car that was on the pole here last year, won the race one year ago. That number 46 Fordline BMW into the tenth uh, place, but improvement now for Andrew Davis goes into the second place. Hugh Look Plum, Plum also improves yeah. really. Really good stuff here.
0: Boy, look at these times. You know, behind that 135.7, a Bell at 36.04 for Davis, a 36.06 for Plum, a 36.09 for Cindric. Just a close 36.00
3: <laughs> for Austin Cindric, goes up into the second place. Uh, he was he was at 36.09 before. So 36.02 goes from fourth to second on this grid.
0: This is unbelievable. I mean, we're talking a difference of four one hundredths of a second from second third <laughs> through fourth right now that is incredibly close still that bit of a margin here just now under three tenths of a second from Bellbat to syndrick and bell is in pit lane yeah. and i think he's done at five and a half minutes to go i think he's going yep save the tires
3: yeah absolutely right i think i completely concur with that so it's uh Chevrolet fastest at the moment Ford Mustang in second place don't you love that Ford against Chevy Uh, Chevy again in third Andrew Davis Porsche in fourth with Hugh Plum Nissan fifth for Nick McMillan Ford again in sixth place Scott Maxwell Nissan again in seventh for uh, car number 14 Brad Yeager and then second of the Porsches Mark Miller the brand new brand new car run by CJ Wilson Motorsports in the eighth place
0: at 136.8 Wow just looking at the times from second Sendrick down to Ashley Freiberg in tenth, and that margin is just about eight-tenths of a second. That is remarkably close. Hugh Plum, too, making the turn down into pit lane in the rum-bump car. Currently sits fourth at that one-minute 064. and looks like he might be happy with it. However, here comes Andrew Davis, and Andrew Davis looks like he's going to give it another go here. Problem is, is he's got a little bit of traffic in front of him, but able to slice through, it looks like. Not quite the fastest line in to two. That's not going to help him a little bit, but now he's clear. Let's see what he can do for the rest of this lap. And he may, well, he certainly will get one more if he wants it, as Cindric brings it in and stops.
3: Yeah, so the number one five eight, uh, second fastest, then at the moment, with uh, still four minutes to go in this session, so there's certainly plenty of time for anybody out, uh, everybody else to anybody else to uh, nip ahead of him. But the top three of the top four cars are in the pit lane, and the top six cars in this session covered by just around about four tenths of a second.
0: Looks to me like just in watching it that Andrew Davis uh, has checked up just a little bit. Not absolutely on it. Now watch, of course, he'll throw down a miraculous time. But uh, getting held up a little bit into two, it looks to me like he may now just be uh, just keeping heat in those tires and maybe going to start one last flyer. Chasing him right now a ways back. This car, the number 41 of Nick McMillan for Doran Racing in that Nissan GT Academy car as we hop on board for a minute with Andrew Davis into the corkscrew. 7-liter V8. Not a lot of sounds like that,
3: is there? not sure he's on the gas here. I think he's uh, yeah. on his way back to the pit lane.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's either, yeah, he's either going to pit or he's just giving himself room to throw down one more. I mean, he's third. I don't know how much it's going to be worth it to push it, and exactly that. He looks like he says, no, nope, that's good. And into the pits He goes.
3: Scott Maxwell past us here. He's still at speed there 136.3 last time around for car number 15 He's heading now into turn five his best was 136.182 Last lap as I said 136.303 so another good lap from scott maxwell we now got the, t- the top five cars all on pit lane and six seven of the top nine
0: Boy, Ray Mason just made a nice jump, Jeremy, up into eighth. Wow. And that Compass 360 Subaru.
3: Crikey. Yeah. That's a huge jump because they were nowhere in the two uh, practice sessions. 139.4 was the best lap that that car turned in the uh, second practice session. Really didn't turn a representative lap in the first one. And so 139.4 to an improvement in the qualifying here, 136.6. Wow. That's a heck of a jump.
0: Yeah, clearly they. Uh, Carl Thompson in the gang there. Compass 360 got on that car and got that car dialed up a little bit. Let's see Maxwell comes through a one. He improves at least in time. He didn't move up, but a 136 one.
3: Yeah, he certainly looked on looked good through here at turn four, and it was a good another good lap there. So again, super super tight. Just three thousandths of a second uh, adrift of Nick McMillan. So McMillan. In car number 41 and Nissan, 136172. Scott Maxwell, number 15, Ford, 136175.
0: Wow. It's incredibly close here. Charlie Putman continues to impress in that 09 invisible glass Aston Martin. As he sits right now, completes the top 10. And right now, ooh, got a couple of cars having a moment out there. That's the 48 of Mark Bowden. And the number two Jim Click entry Jim Click racing entry of Jim Click. Yes. That's up at
3: six isn't Jim, it? Yeah, Turn five that was the exit of turn five I think for Jim Click uh, sitting sideways in the middle of the road inside the final minute of this session.
0: There's a look at Ray Mason what a lap he put in. Bringing that car up into the eighth spot here. And Jim Click still oh he's got some damage on the back too so. There must hmm. have been a little bit of a of a tink here not a huge damage, but enough got one Irish? of the cars around <laughs> Didn't
3: know he was Irish take it about it Parfait <sighs> So there are the uh, we've got virtually all the cars now on, on the pit lane all the, all the leading contenders are uh, already back in the pit lane And we've still got just a, a few seconds remaining in this qualifying session.
0: Boy, and I'll tell you, Austin Sindrick, uh doing his CV no harm at all with that run.
3: There is the checkered flag.
0: So absolutely a great run throughout the field. But, of course, best of them is the guy who's up top. That's number nine, Matt Bell. Shea?
2: Yeah, and the man of the uh, racing season so far in the GS category has to be Matt Bell. And Matt, this is his second poll in a row. Matt, hate to interrupt the celebrations. Congratulations. That was a heck of a show you just put on.
1: Yeah, thank you. I I think we really hit the the timing on this on the money. You know, everyone behind me didn't have the track position. Everyone behind me um, had to deal with um, cars heating up the track in front of me. It doesn't sound like it happens, but it definitely does. The more rubber you're putting down in front of somebody, the the worse traction they're going to have. When it's on a track like this, it's very greasy and slippery. So um, for us to be able to to basically get out in front and, um, and, and just put down my lap and then call it a day is exactly what we needed to do. We got really, really lucky. The car was already falling off lap two. Um, so, so, was, like I said, really lucky. The guys did an incredible job. Um, you know, I was a little bit slow uh, today and yesterday, didn't get too many laps with the, with the red flag stuff. So um, as, as happy as I am with my performance, it, it you know, I'm, I'm just a small part of this team. Um, these guys did a phenomenal job make, give, giving me the car that, that I need, and I'm very confident that they're going to bring us the car that we need for tomorrow as well.
2: Congratulations. We look forward to watching it.
1: Thank you i'll tell you what shay he made his own
0: luck there because when he came out of the pits he was fifth sixth seventh back in that area and as i said by the time he got to turn five he had found a way by everybody else including hugh plum in the rum bump cart that's what gave him that clear track Uh, So, you know, you could say you're lucky, but you make your own luck sometimes, and Matt Bell did.
3: And two poles in a row now for Matt Bell. The 11th pole of his uh, career in the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge is his 78th start in the series. Uh, And what a great start to the season it has been for him. Two podium finishes and... uh, he's still you know he's there in the he, 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 remarkably with with three with two podium finishes the first two races he's still only third in the championship but just a, a you know a five-point margin it's uh, the teammates andrew davis and robin liddell who lead the championship with a first and a second place finish second place uh, the plum brothers with a win and a third and then lawson Aschenbach and matt bell with a second and a third, so those two cars, those three cars, locked out the podium in the first two races of the season, and they are uh, in the three of the top four places in the grid for tomorrow's race as well. The only interloper there, Jade Buford and Austin Sindrick. It was Sindrick who set the lap, and he will start on the outside of the front row tomorrow.
0: Absolutely. By the way, Shea, if you find anybody else down there, don't be shy. Let us know. Love to hear from them. Uh, Nobody left. Yeah, well, they clear out in a hurry, don't they? No question about that. There was an improvement
3: so. on the last lap there, I think, for, um, for uh, BJ Zacharias and Brad Jager because they're, they're still seventh place there, but just a half a second off. So the top seven cars now covered by just half a second around this uh, two-and-a-quarter-mile two a track.
0: Well, it's absolutely remarkable. I mean, you look back to it, uh, second through 11th, covered by less than a second. And, you know, it's that one time that Matt Belthew down when he had that, uh, that clear track and that opportunity That gave him that margin of about uh, a quarter of a second over everybody else. Uh, But behind that, it is absolutely just minuscule ticks that is separating this field, and it's very close. And then again, uh, you take a look here, uh, going back to the ST run, uh, some great qualifying. It was an exciting session. But in the end, once again, Justin Piscitell getting that third consecutive pole as a temporary driver. He's a temp, you know, but we often hear, of a good temp, gets hired by a company full-time. Let's hope that happens for Justin here. He certainly deserves it. Um, what are you thinking about now, Jeremy, for the race? the uh, Obviously, that comes up tomorrow. Scheduled start of the race right around the... Uh, one o'clock time here, so we'll be just getting in to the heat of the day, but the forecast is it's going to be even cooler tomorrow than it was today. I think it'll be absolutely spectacular racing conditions. Yeah, you have the sun. There's supposed to be nary a cloud, so you're going to have all that, all that sun beating down, but at least it won't be super hot. I think it should be some super racing.
3: Yeah, I mean, the conditions are going to be perfect is what we're hearing. So, uh, yeah, I think we're in for a, a very, very exciting race in, in both classes.
0: I think so, too. It's going to be spectacular. Give you a quick rundown here once again. Overall poll, the number 9, Stevenson Motorsports, Matt Bell doing the job. Second, the 158, Multimatic Mustang in the hands of young Austin Sendrick. Third, the team Stevenson car, Andrew Davis, number 6. Fourth, the number 13 in the hands of Hugh Plum. Fifth, the number 41, uh, Nate McMillan doing a nice job for Doran Racing in the Nissan. Sixth, the number 15, team Multimatic Mustang. In the seventh spot, the 14-team car, Brad Yeager doing the qualifying for Doran Racing in the Nissan. Eighth, the number 76. Great story there, the Compass 360 Subaru in the hands of the uh, ever-young Ray Mason. Ninth, I think this is a big story building as well, uh, the big step up by C.J. Wilson Racing uh, into the Grand Sport category in their Fantasy Garage Porsche 911. And this is the third time that car has run on the track, and Mark Miller uh, doing a superb job. Well, he's he's working on building up a pretty special reputation before he even gets to Le Mans, isn't he? Uh, he's, uh, what a great story today.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It was a fine effort, a, a great, a very impressive debut for C.J. Wilson racing in the GS class of the Continental Tire Sports Car Challenge. So qualifying in the top 10 in this closely matched field is is a very, very stout effort. And Tyler McQuarrie, you know, he's a, he's a talent as well, that, uh, that young man. So uh, Mark Miller, Tyler McQuarrie, they're definitely going to be a car to watch in tomorrow's race.
0: Yeah, the slipperier this track gets, the more Tyler McQuarrie might get right into his comfort yeah. zone. <laughs>
3: That's right, <laughs> the a drifter. Big d-
0: drifting driver, yep. Yeah. And rounding out your top ten, and I think this is a big story too, Charlie Putman taking that uh, zero nine Uh Aston Martin, the invisible glass machine, uh, great run, putting it up into tenth. Uh, Ashley Freiberg qualifying in the 11th spot on the forty-six. Fall Line BMW, 12th, the number 80. And, again, that is one of the Mantella Autosport cars. I believe it was Martin Barkey doing the qualifying. The team car in the beautiful Gulf livery, the number 8 of uh, Mantella himself, qualifying in the 13th spot. Uh, 14th, the number 99 um, of uh, Eklund and Sandberg joining him for this weekend and rounding out the top 15, the Racer's Edge Mustang, the number 57 of Lyra and Galante. And uh, I'll tell you, that 17th overall qualifying spot by Piscitell, I mean, he uh, quicker than a couple. Of the GS cars
3: yeah that's right uh, very a uh, track record there in uh, in the ST category that lap and in GS the track record still uh, not under threat 134.894 set back in 2012 in Aston Martin Vantage uh, Joe Foster set that time so that's still the benchmark for Uh, GS, but if you look back just one year, Trent Hinman put his BMW on the pole here, 135.9. So a couple of tenths quicker has gone Matt Bell this afternoon in the Chevy.
0: Yeah, great run. In ST, once again, Piscitell in the Alara, number 34 Mazda MX-5 on the pole. Second, the number 5 CJ Wilson MX-5 of McAleer. Then you look at third in ST, another MX-5, this one from Freedom Autosport. Britt Casey doing a great job in qualifying. I think a big story here, fourth in ST, the number 44. That's the I Do Borrow, Thor Motorcoach Honda Civic of Sarah Catanio. Uh, great run for her there. And then completing the top five in ST, the number 43, uh, Jeff Siegel driving the Salins porsche cayman and the interesting thing you look behind him then you get another uh, honda civic si those cars are very very quick but they're front wheel drive and uh, one of the things that they have to deal with we talk about preserving tires when you're asking those fronts to do everything on the car uh, that's something that uh, you've got to be real real careful with
3: yeah that's uh, that's true they have to uh, manage their tires that uh, yeah, everybody does to some degree but i think the uh the, the favourites going to the race tomorrow have got to be the MX-5 again, particularly given their track record here at Mazda yes. Raceway, Laguna Seca. But, yeah, they're not going to give it up without a fight, uh, these other guys. And uh, the Honda's certainly going to be strong. And uh, the, uh, the Porsche Cayman there of, uh, of Jeff Siegel and Wayne Nonamaker, they're going to be strong. And it's, it's certainly good to see the BMW of James Clay and Jason Breedis up there in that uh, Bimmerworld number 84 car as well.
0: Yeah, indeed. I think it's going to be a fun race, no question about it. And if the Mazdas do pull it off, a fifth straight win here at Mazda Raceway Laguna Seca. That's what they want, and that's what every other team in the paddock, stop the streak is the cry that is going to go out. Whatever, it is going to be a fun race when it unfolds. And, again, that's coming up tomorrow afternoon here, again, start time at about 1 p.m. Tomorrow we have a very busy day here on IMSA Radio for everybody that uh, is uh, you know, going to be uh, tuning in. And it uh, really starts right off. We have the first of the MX-5 Cup races, and uh, it just is going to continue throughout the day. And, of course, we've got Tudor qualifying coming up after a practice for those cars as well. Big day.
3: Yeah, big day, and uh, I think uh, all sorts of exciting action tomorrow, as you say, qualifying for the Tudor Series and the Continental Tire Race uh, in the middle of the afternoon as well. And, uh, yeah, we couldn't ask for any more, really, could we?
0: Perfect. No, it is going to be spectacular. Thanks, everybody, for joining us here on IMSA Radio. We look forward to a big day tomorrow. Make sure you join us then. This program is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more... Visit RadioLamont.com.